Welcome to the Gamut of Solomon podcast. My name is Solomon, and you are listening to awesome conversations I'm sharing with people that have caught my interest because they are passionate about what they do. I love it when I listen to a conversation and someone says something that reminds me of a wonderful experience. And I hope when you come across my podcast and one of my episodes, it offers the same aha. For more information on my blog and podcast, you can check out my website, SolomonEzra.com. That's S-O-L-O-M-O-N-E-Z-R-A.com. Thank you for tuning in and Happy New Year for everyone that's going into 2019. But for all you future people that are listening to this in the year 2030, enjoy the year you're in. What is up, everyone? I got a special episode for you today that is very meaningful. One of my first episodes was with Rabbi Schmuckler about the power of our names. And I started it as a separate theme on my podcast, highlighting Judaism's teaching. I really like the idea of doing a pre-Shabbat podcast, so here is numero dos. If you are living in today's world and are not hidden under a bridge or hiding, you may be aware that our technology is booming and we can do all of our work in our phones, on our phones, or on our computers. How do we get away? How do we really relax and get some quiet time? Man, that's a golden question. There are several ways to do it, from apps that block you out from time to time, might be counterintuitive, to setting aside time to be on your phone, or going to a retreat from technology, and many more. One way, whether you're Jewish or not, which is becoming more and more not only important but relevant, is the Jewish observance of Shabbat, the holy day of rest. Yo solo, but I love my Saturdays, man. I want to go to the beach. I want to go grab some brunch after my hangover, you feel me? I want to get up late and watch some movies. Yeah, I I do feel you, but I got to say, getting some rest by observing Shabbat how it's meant to will give you the most relaxing feeling, more so than watching your early Saturday tunes. It's crazy, I know, because it took me some time to really taste the waters myself. Side note, in which the rabbi and I talk about, If you're not the most observant Jew and just cannot observe the full way, it's cool. I surely don't observe it fully every Shabbat yet, but that's okay. It's elevating the day by adding something you wouldn't normally do or abstaining from something you would do. Sometimes I enjoy making the day special by not getting on social media, but if it's necessary, I'll still use my phone. It's what floats your Shabbos boat. With that said, I have observed it fully sometimes, and man, it is sensational. On a health side, taking the time to, to observe Shabbat can seriously help in many ways. Some would include powering down helps remove feelings of jealousy, envy, and loneliness. You're not on your phone looking at what everyone else is doing, which can also combat FOMO or the fear of missing out. I know I used to have that. Stillness and quiet of solitude, that is healing in itself. Life is in, right in front of you. When you're not on your technology, you know, you can pick up something that's around your home, maybe a book or uh, some Sudoku puzzles, or I know you can't write on Shabbat, but you know, there's things around. And actually powering down promotes creativity. You take control of technology rather than the other way around. So you have a better relationship with it and you connect meaningfully with others. What could be better? 
Those are just a few, and if you continue listening, you will hear much more from Rabbi Schmuckler about the origins of, origins of Shabbat, its health benefits, its components, and much more, even some practical ideas to implement. Thank you all for tuning in. I got some hot episodes coming in, and I am very excited for some Shabbat rest. I'm here today with a, for a special episode, again, with one of my first guests, Rabbi Schmuckler. How's it going, Rabbi Schmuckler? It's great. Good to be here. It's good to be together with you, Solomon. Yes, absolutely. And we were just watching a phenomenal video from the WeWork um, CEO, Adam Newman, and it just fit perfectly because it's what we're talking about today. Shabbat, the religious reasons behind it, the origins, as you know, all faiths are familiar with, along with the health benefits and why today it is more prevalent and necessary than ever. Very good. Yeah. All right. It sounds like fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I love this subject and after spending Shabbat fully and observing it fully for some time in Israel and here, I think it's an absolutely amazing time to reflect and connect with others and uh, let's start there what what are the origins of shabbat so the origins of shabbat are well known it comes from the idea that god created the world and um, the torah starts with the story of creation uh six days of creation and god resting on the seventh Uh, people often ask why does the torah start with that story and what's often pointed out by Jewish commentaries on the Torah, it's always been understood that the purpose of the story was not there to fill in our curiosity about how did things come about, um, but more to teach us things. And one of the most important things it teaches us is this idea that we are not here uh, by accident, we're not here by chance, we're here with a purpose, and that God uh, ultimately gave us a gift called Shabbat, that tells us, yes, six days out of seven you should work because that's how we accomplish things in this world. But there is an important part, there, uh, a part of our of our life, once one seventh out of the week should be dedicated to quote unquote rest. Mm-hmm. How do as times change and like millennials change, how? How do we decide what is allowed on Shabbat or what, like, I think you understand the question. Yes, right? yeah. So, for example, like, uh, Shabbat in the ancient times meant people didn't do farming, agricultural work on Shabbat, right? Uh, so, right, and then how does it translate into mm-hmm. modern days? So, first of all, Shabbat has two components. One is, they're, they, they're known by two Hebrew words, shamor and zachor. Shamor means to keep or to guard, and zachor means to remember. It's interesting because the uh, Ten Commandments are told twice in the Torah, and one time it uses the word shamor when describing Shabbat, and the other time it uses the word zachor. So what a sages teach us is that both of these components are essential to Shabbat. What, uh, how do you get the quality of a very special day, a spiritual day, a restorative day, a day of connecting Mm -hmm. to your inner self, to connecting to God, because that's who our inner self is. 
right? That's where that's that's our source. That's where we come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's through things you do and things that you don't do, things that you abstain from doing. And if you think about it, everything in life, anything that we want to achieve, consists of things you do, but just as much consists of things that you don't do in order to achieve it. What whatever it may be, dieting, health, career success in any area of life, marriage. One part of it is things you do. Yeah. If you get married, it means you're choosing to marry a particular person and build a family. Another part of it is what you don't do. It means you're saying, this person is the person I'm ex- exclusively with and excluding everyone else. So a person could feel like, oh, well, you're excluding everyone else. You're cutting yourself off. If you want to get something good, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come with a package. What you want to do, what you need to do, and what you need to abstain from in order to make this meaningful. So you can apply that to everything. Food, diet, health, working mm-hmm. out, career, etc., etc., mm-hmm. studying. So what are the key components to Shabbat? And I'd love to also hear your thoughts on the video that you just showed me of, about Adam Newman a couple of weeks ago, you said. So key components, there's so much to talk about. So... Um, which do you want to narrow it down? Like, how does somebody just start with observing Shabbat? Because there are some, because you, I mean, you can go to services or mm-hmm. you can stay at home, relax, and just completely reflect. Right. You know, there's, uh, there are, like you said, there are a bunch of components. There's the wonderful food and the chalent we eat yeah. and, even sleeping in a little bit sure. and and having services and connecting is a big one and learning right so there are many many things that go into Shabbat to making Shabbat Shabbat right um, my so if we're talking about practical advice for someone who's interested in Shabbat and experiencing it I uh, I would say for most people start with your particular entry point what may be the place for you that is most attractive for you so for example for some people it's going to be the friday night get together with their family or Mm -hmm. whoever they're with Uh, friday night before sunset you like the shabbat candles for blessing Uh, after sunset you get together with your family you make kiddush we can look that up that's a blessing on the wine challah, a blessing on the two loaves of bread, usually homemade, mm-hmm. special way, kosher challah, get kosher wine, you want to experience this on not just the physical but the spiritual level because Shabbat is, you're experiencing something special because of its spiritual qualities. It's not only, right, as we're going to talk about, it involves body, it involves mind, it involves, involves soul, and it's all of it that comes together that makes Shabbat Shabbat. So start with one entry point, maybe it's a Friday night experience. And then expand it from there. Sometimes you'll you'll say, "I'm having such a I feel so good doing Shabbat." You'll continue it during the day. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, ultimately, if you want to experience Shabbat, you need to experience the whole package. Yeah, with all with all with everything that comes to what you do and what you don't do during Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the video you showed me. And uh, Adam Adam Newman mentioned that he observed Shabbat completely and. It was almost as if the next five days or six well, days or so, so like, who, was, so. who is Adam Newman? So Adam Newman is the CEO of WeWork. Right. Very successful, Very successful. business. Yeah. 
And he told the story how briefly he uh, he um, he was having some trouble um, with you know his ego and just thinking too much, etc. And he went to his rabbi and asked the rabbi, Rabbi, what kind of advice? What how can I? My ego is taking over. What can I do? And the rabbi, as he expected, suggested to observe Shabbat and. I think after a little bit of convincing, he got he got him to observe it, and he was completely astonished, and that the he was so calm the rest the ne- the whole rest of the week, and I, I'd like to know what uh, why why is that why why is it that just by disconnecting just by reading the prayers being around a rabbi, being around community and dis- disconnecting from our technology that, and it's kind of, it seems very simple that, you know, just 24 hours of something like that and wonderful connecting, getting off technology, reflecting, observing the prayers that it can have such a profound effect. It, it's precisely because there's Shabbat, it's so multi-layered. Uh, a person can say, I'll take a day off, right? I'll go on a vacation. So the impact of Shabbat, a person could could say to themselves, I'll take a day off. I'll go on a vacation. I'll, I'll, I'll lie down, you know, I'll rest on a beautiful beach. Certainly you get some something out of that. There's no question about it. But Shabbat is different. Part of the power of Shabbat is the fact that it's imposed on us. You know what I mean? Once you buy into it, once a person commits to it, what happens is it doesn't matter what's happening in your week. You could be, you could be in the midst of the most important project. But when Shabbat, Friday afternoon comes and you stop working because mm-hmm. Shabbat is coming, it could be for a college student, finals, or you could be working on a major paper or your major project at work. Shabbat is coming and you stop and you take that break. What happens is there's something bigger than you that you've committed to. And that's so it so what happens it creates a space in your life, in your time, that is so it is a genuine island of calm and quiet. Because there's nothing that will disturb it. It's not a life threatening, a potentially life threatening emergency. You're not doing you're you're not you're not violating Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the, the reason why we do is because the Shabbat rules say, well, if you, for a life-threatening emergency, you should, right? So, but if it's the most important project, etc., it doesn't matter. Everything stops. I was once working on a benefit concert we were producing for an organization that I was involved in, and it was going to be on Sunday. So you can imagine lots of people were working on it. But Friday afternoon, I told everybody involved, and I was the person running the event, I'm going to be out. I'm going to be off for the next 25 hours and we'll speak after that and they later told me that they were just so awed by that because they've worked the team that worked on the yeah. concert the technical team the venue they've stop. never had that in their lives they said they wish they could have a Shabbat yeah. it was awesome and for me and it happens all the time you could be working on the greatest biggest project Shabbat comes and it's a complete calm mm-hmm. complete genuine relaxation because you know there's nothing you're going to do for it yeah you know the time is set you know nothing will disturb you you're not checking your emails and people know that you're not going to so it's usually not a big problem you're not checking your phone 
you're not looking anything up. You don't even look at the news. You don't. You're completely out of that. And instead, what does it allow you to be into? Your family, mm-hmm. yourself, your friends, your spiritual center, your community. Uh, it's that's what the transformation of Shabbat is about in a very basic way. Now, yeah. of course, there's the spiritual levels. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came across a couple of studies. Uh, from a while ago, I believe, and they, they linked like uh, the Shabbat ritual to the even the promotion of a healthy personality growth. So having that time to just look back at your week and, and even more than that and and think about what you may have done, how, how can you improve and get closer with your family uh, and different t- things like that. And I may, I'd like to add that even like we mentioned with the uh, a project like that, taking a step away and powering down will actually or can actually promote more creativity with helping out like a project like that when you take a step completely away rather than constantly consuming stuff. And that's why I, what I think Adam um, Newman is talking about and I, why I reach out to you is because like what he even noticed, you know, once he got completely away, you know, that he, that, that fuel from the Shabbat, once he get, got back into the week, he was, you know, fully focused. Yeah, it's like you're regenerating. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. You have that time of quiet and peace uh, and your mind gets clearer, uh, refreshed. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing. And that's why people who observe Shabbat, they talk about it not in terms of a burden, like, oh, I have to keep this thing. Never. If, unless there's something deeply wrong about how they got into it or something. Um, but a person who observes Shabbat, it's, you hear them sit, describe it as a gift. It's something they've never relinquished. They've never given it up. It's mo- the it's most treasured thing for them. As a child, growing up, I, you know, we, you know, for, I was fortunate to have it growing up in a household that we observed Shabbat, and it was, mm-hmm. it was a thing I looked forward to all week, regardless. It was never like, oh, I can't do this or that on Shabbat. It's the last thing I thought about. I thought about Shabbat. We're gonna have good food together. Shabbat. We're gonna no schoolwork. Shabbat. I'm together with my family. Shabbat. I relax. Even even the shul, even being being in the synagogue, mm-hmm. and you know, at my own child kind of way of participating in the prayers as much as I mm-hmm. was at that age was still special. I like yeah. hearing the songs. Like, but it was just something you look forward to. It was a, it's the greatest gift. That's every, a person who observes Shabbat sees it as a gift. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take away from the other days. It doesn't mean at all that the other days, you know, are bad or that you should hate what you're doing. Of course not. No, of it's course just not. An, it's just so, it's a wonderful in a conclusion, in a sense. Yeah. Let's remember, not only does it not take it away, it's a partner. Mm-hmm. It's basically what Judaism teaches is that the same God that tells you to rest on Shabbat tells you to work during the week. We are meant to work during the week. We are meant to be as productive and accomplishing as we can possibly be during the week. Make impact. And then this very same God says, Shabbat, you're meant to rest from that. But when you rest from that, there's a whole other thing that fills in the space. It's the, it's the um, spiritual connection 
that Shabbat provides. That's the real core of what Shabbat is truly about. Spiritual connection. It's yeah. something, if, if you think about it, something that we don't necessarily do or we don't do it in a very deep way. But if, you, if you're not working and you're not doing the things that normally fill your time and you're not browsing the web and you're not checking uh, your social you're consuming media. Consuming everything, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not, so what, what remains is you have a big opening and the opening allows a certain sunlight to shine through. That sunlight is your mm -hmm. soul, your family, and it's God. Yeah. No, and nice you, you bring that up because it actually uh, connects right with a, an article that ca I came across that talks, had like seven different, one for each day, about the different, uh, you know, powering down and, and connecting more spiritually through Shabbat and what, what kind of benefits. And the one was like powering down really helps remove those feelings of jealousy, envy, loneliness, which even as Adam Newman spoke about, I know we're bringing him up a bunch, but, but it was just awesome that you mm -hmm. showed me that video and this perfect just fit in. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like you mentioned, when you're not scrolling through emails, you're not getting on social media, and uh, and whatever else, you there's no you don't have a reason to feel jealous of you know whatever your friends that you may be seeing doing something else or mm -hmm. somebody that you really admire that you want to be like like you those thoughts don't come up because you're focused with with Shabbat and who you're around. Mm -hmm. Another one was how it. Uh, combats the fear of missing out that goes along with like uh, the first one because if you you know if I remember when I would wouldn't observe uh, Shabbat I would look through social media or something if I wasn't out doing something maybe fun and I would see somebody else doing something but oh it'd be really it'd be cool to be doing that type of thing mm -hmm. and one I really enjoy is the stillness and the quiet and of being in solitude on really on Shabbat and even like when I was at um, your place one time I shared with uh, with my brother just we're all connected but it's also nice and and quiet it's not so loud and everybody doing different kind of things mm -hmm. um, yeah, what, so, what, so, what other what other kind of what why do you believe it's more important now than ever and what other things so it, it is more important now than ever I do want to go back for a second yeah, just to fill in one more detail. Um, so the idea we talked about, you made sure to point out that the, the six days of the week are also important. And when you look at Shabbat from a perspective of Kabbalah, right, Jewish mysticism, it teaches you that it's actually part of a set, six uh, spiritual attributes of the soul or of God that the six days of the week represent. The seventh one um, is the one that receives what the six uh, produce or radiate. So this, so it's just like everything. There's sort of a masculine and a feminine aspect in every process. So there's something that 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 is let's say that goes forth, and then something that and then it's received and it's translated. Uh, so it's the seventh day of Shabbat receives from the six days of the week, making the Shabbat what it is. Um, so that's just in a very brief nutshell. Now, why is Shabbat more important now than ever before? It's interesting. People once thought that 
Shabbat was important when people physically labored very hard. Now that we don't physically labor very hard, people would say, look, I could sit on the couch, watch TV. You know, let's say go back a decade or two or three, whatever. Now, uh, there are many other things. Uh, it's more relaxing. I can flip a light switch. Uh, it's easier. I'm, I'm not lighting, you know, taking, uh, I don't have to pour fuel into uh, something and take care of it. It's, uh, so what happens is, but the, that, that's, that's where you get the idea of this is a divine wisdom. See, the difference between human wisdom and a divine wisdom, one of the many differences, is that a divine wisdom is always going to be applicable. It's eternal because if something is based on an eternal truth, so an eternal truth is applicable in every situation and in every time. And you can rely on it. And indeed you find, for a person who is laboring in a field, yes, Shabbat provided the rest from that. Today, when our idea of labor has transformed and it's changing, you can work from home, you, you can work on your laptop, you can even work from your phone practically. Uh, what The fact is that the, the rules of Shabbat, those eternal rules still apply in such a brilliant way because those same rules as they apply according to Jewish law will apply to technology and they will limit our use of technology or not allow, I mean, there's certain things that can be allowed, but not direct use. In other words, if something is on from before, lights can be set, etc. Different things can be set from before, can be on during Shabbat, but our active involvement in them is, is limited. We're not supposed to be actively involved. And then when because of that, it automatically separates us from using our phone, using our computer, using our TV, uh, and all the other things, the conveniences perhaps, but which as we know so well today are not only conveniences, they have a double-edged sword and they also are kind of like a leash and a chain and and, a, and handcuffs and they kind of box us in to a whole, like Adam said, every six minutes we're checking our phone on average, right? Yeah. Great. I, I saw you said uh, 160 times a day we look at our phone on average. Amazing. So what's what's a a I'm big on kind of like uh, morning routines, but what's like a Shabbat routine? Because you know, if I'm also kind of an active and I love doing a little bit of exercise mm -hmm. in the morning, mm -hmm. what 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 workouts can I kind of do on Shabbat? Am I allowed to do maybe some some yoga or some light stretching? That is, that's a great question, actually, in Jewish law. Let's, I'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's talk more broadly. Um, so an idea I want to make sure to mention is that this what I referred to earlier, that Shabbat is experienced on multiple levels. So there's the body, mm -hmm. there's the mind, and then there's the heart and soul and the spirit of Shabbat. And on each level, it's how we observe Shabbat on that level. Sometimes a person observes Shabbat only on one of the levels, or primarily on one of the levels, doesn't necessarily get the full advantage of what Shabbat is about, or the full experience. Mm -hmm. But wherever you start is good. So body, uh, in Jewish law, Shabbat is observed with uh, more food, bigger meals, um, 
set meals that you know you sit down with your family and that you physically enjoy. Uh, the sages had a saying um, that shina b'shabbat ta'anug, which means can be translated in two ways. One of them, how it's translated, not the literal way, is that even sleeping on Shabbat. You know, the, the rest, it's, in other words, where, where Jewish law itself, which normally has lots of, let's say, demands on our day, says it is good, it's right, it's appropriate to eat, to rest, to relax physically on Shabbat. So there's the bodily part. There's the mind part that naturally comes with that, but also needs to be pointed out. What do you do during that time of rest, meals? So even there, we're encouraged to focus our discussions on non, what we call weekday kind of things, non-work things. Non, so we prefer to, it is encouraged not to talk about the news during the Shabbat meal, not to talk about politics, not to talk about um, mundane, secular aspects of life. I mean, not to a certain extent, fine, but uh, but not to discuss work. If you're sitting with your family and you have a family business, well, you could be spending the entire meal discussing your family business. That wouldn't be very restful, yeah. right? So it's not to be used for all of that. So if our mind is not on that, what are we doing? During the Shabbat meal and during Shabbat, so if there's children in the home, they're going to share Dvar Torah. They can talk about what they learned in school related to Shabbat or related to the weekly Torah portion or something else of note. There'll be stories shared, inspirational stories. Uh, maybe you'll talk about family things. Can, but can I can I uh, jump in? Sure. Push back the the workout question a yeah, little yeah, further yeah. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, what do you um, when you? Because I've been in your place on Friday night. Yes. What uh, what questions do you ask your your kids? You have more than a handful of kids. <laughs> uh, not all of them home at once, but you know what do you? normally talk about so here's a great question um when you sit with your family what are you grateful for this week anything anything that happened this week that you're grateful for sometimes we don't even think to ask ourselves this question but when we're asked the question do you only do it on shabbat uh not necessarily but on shabbat you have the time even you know if you're sitting down for supper with your family it's usually not you're not spending as much time Mm -hmm. at the meal but here you're spending time, you're relaxed, there's multiple courses, there's time in between the courses, you sing songs together, um, whatever it is. So conversations like things that interest each person, uh, things they want to talk about, uh, but it's usually going to be not necessarily about discussing the world and trying to solve the world's problems, although they, you know, of course, everybody's human and you're conversations go in all directions, but we try to keep it focused um, naturally on more meaningful discussions. So uh, people get to talk about them, their, their lives, um, what, you know, what touched them, what inspired them, something they heard that was interesting, or questions that they had that they wanted to discuss, mm-hmm. um, sometimes philosophical questions, sometimes spiritual questions, sometimes questions about family background or history, but the things you don't normally discuss at on a regular day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love um, listening to you or someone else talk about the, the weekly portion. Because mm-hmm. that it's also, in my opinion, a great um, place to start that invites several questions because, you know, whatever the story is, it can relate to our lives somehow. Something in uh, the weekly Parsha we can 
take and use in current events or in our work, in our own individual experiences. Right. So. And there's often great discussions about that, and and sometimes you know sort of debates or discussions, but all in the in the kind of idea you of know, learning, mm-hmm. trying to understand it. Uh, no questions are off the table, right? Mm-hmm. So that's so there you have the mind. Um, involved. And by the way, it's interesting. And Jewish law says that on Shabbat, we should avoid talking about things you want to do in the coming week. Really? Not necessarily is it like absolutely forbidden, but you should avoid planning your week. So you're so fully present kind of thing. Yeah, because, because it can be very tempting to talk about the things you want to do in the coming week. After all, you're relaxed, you're discussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that could also take away some of the tranquility of Shabbat. So it's not strictly forbidden, but it's basically discouraged to discuss or plan work or even activities for the coming week. Uh, for the sp- On the spiritual side of things or mental side? Because uh, I could see why, you know, if you're thinking about future, it's an anticipation, therefore you're not really present. Well, you may you may talk about it, but you but you won't get into the details. You know, you may say, "Oh, this week we have this this coming up or whatever." Oh, that's exciting. But, Interesting. Okay. But you're not going to start saying, "Well, so here's how we're going to do it." You know, this is going to be the plan because uh, things that have to be discussed. <laughs> I hate that. Do people actually do that? Well, no, people don't <laughs> normally do it on Shabbat because it's not part well, of in general. It's what we call not <laughs> in the spirit of Shabbat. Sometimes, let's say you have a big. Imagine you're going on a big trip on Sunday. Uh, to, to be discussing about how you get into the airport, who's uh, yeah. taking whom, and uh, are you going to use the airport parking, or whatever, or uh, how many bags are you checking? That's you're not going uh-huh. to discuss that on uh-huh. Shabbat. You'll save that for after Shabbat. So, uh, so there you have the sort of the mind and and the mouth. <laughs> you know what you talk about, um, and then the spirit. That it's if you have all of this op- empty space, so to speak. On Shabbat, one of the things you want to fill it with is spiritual content. So that comes in the form of naturally the synagogue prayers. Uh, even if if you're not going to synagogue, praying at home. But the prayers that we do, the study of the weekly Torah portion, and in general the the study of Torah is strongly encouraged on Shabbat because it is a holy day. And there's no better day, and there's no better activity than being able to spend some time studying Torah, which course has something for everybody because there's you have there's something for every mind because you have um, you have everything from from Torah Bible to uh, to Jewish law to to spiritual teachings to mysticism to philosophy there's no there's no limit to Jewish history um, everything is in there and uh, there's legal uh, legal topics in Talmud, etc. Uh, although um, in, in the Hasidic teaching from the Baal Shem Tov and on, strongly encourage Hashabbat, especially is this, the spiritual teaching like, like, uh, of Jewish mysticism, Hasidus, um, because it's so appropriate for the holy day of Shabbat. Mm-hmm. I know we're coming close to uh, an end, so how about we finally get back to the for someone with an active and normally likes to do something in the morning, uh, exercise. Why? What kind of so workouts? That, uh, so it's a good it's a good question because 
it's not something that is absolutely clear in Jewish law. Um, and something, in all, in all honesty, I would want to look up and see what yeah. kind of guidelines are given about that. But uh, just like off the cuff, yeah, just off the cuff, broadly speaking, I would say like this: that uh, workouts that involve uh, strenuous workouts are definitely not um, considered appropriate for Shabbat. Just, just as we're not supposed to um, do any kind of, you know, even though uh, technically speaking. There may not, you may not be in violation of a specific law of Shabbat. Um, let's say if it doesn't involve, you know, let's say if you're plowing a field, there's a law about that, or watering your lawn, there's a law about that because that's agricultural work that's prohibited, or, or constructing something, or or destroying something. There's laws about that, sowing or tearing. Uh, there's a whole category of cooking, um, lighting a fire. It may not violate their, directly one of those categories, but it's certainly um, violating the spirit of Shabbat because a person is involved in something so strenuous. That's about, so, um, and for example, it says not to run on Shabbat uh, unless one is running to the synagogue, literally says that. Um, so from that we can understand that strenuous workouts wouldn't be appropriate. Uh, That's funny but, if a, but I've heard, some people have said to me, as you know, as Rabbi, look, you know, I, Exercise is enjoyable for me, and a little bit of exercise. So I, I what I believe I've uh, seen, although I'd have to look it up, uh, that light uh, exercise, like you're you're describing, maybe some stretching that doesn't really get you, you know, we're not talking about something that gets your heart racing or or Unless really makes you break a sweat, but just some light things like that 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 um, could possibly be okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, I enjoyed that and, um, and learning more about just the religious and, like you said, the, the six um, parts of the soul and, and how the seventh one really kind of stacks on. The, the six attributes. Six attributes. Thank you. Soul. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what's one thing someone can do if they want to just jump into observing it a little more? So uh, if somebody feels they can go for the whole thing, by all means, you know, if, if you have a uh, Someone in your life who keeps Shabbat, mm -hmm. a friend, I, you could go and jump right in by by visiting them for Shabbat. Obviously, planning in advance, mm -hmm. um, and uh, they'd be happy to help you find a place to stay and have the meals together and go to synagogue together and do the whole thing from A to Z. Yeah. Walking to synagogue, doing the whole thing is can be a, an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you can do that, by all means. You know, experience it. Know what it is. Um, if you want to start doing it in your life and going all in all at once will be overwhelming. For most people, usually getting gradually into something is a way to do it. Yeah, that's um, what I do. But it doesn't have to be super gradually. You know, once you're, once it's, you know, once you're making progress and, and you like it, do more. But uh, find your entry point. Let, you know, at the, the best is the way Shabbat starts. Light the Shabbat candles before sunset, not after because you and you're not supposed to light a fire. Um, do the Shabbat meal with your family. There's a night meal. There's a, there's a day meal, uh, Shabbat lunch. Um, there's going to synagogue. Uh, employ the things that you feel you can you can uh, start doing. Some people have told me that they, even though they're not completely Shabbat observant, but they 
they don't do what they consider all the non-essentials, like they don't use their phone, yeah. and they don't check their email, and they don't go online, and they're not watching TV. I tend um, to not get on social media. Yeah. So finding some things, but then knowing that that's, that is part of, that's a step in, steps in the right direction, ultimately, you'll truly experience Shabbat when you, when you do the whole thing. Yeah. Because there is something, there's a big difference between uh, something that, especially with Shabbat, where it's partial versus the whole thing. Because the whole thing cre- truly creates that feeling of an island in time. A strong island in time. It truly is. It's just, but if the island is pierced by, well, this exception and that exception, and that exception, you don't get the whole thing. Now, that's one part of it. Let's remember, here I'm talking about the benefits from the other side of the coin. It's a mitzvah. So when we do a mitzvah, we're not only doing it for our own benefit, although the benefit is implicit and it's there, and there's nothing wrong with, with really with focusing on the benefit, but remembering that this is truly something that, has, that, is, that is a divine thing, and remembering that it's a mitzvah, and that gives it a very special, deep quality. Nice. What do you love about Shabbat the most? It's, it's hard to pick just one. Uh, but a couple of things off the top are the time with family, the exceptional, uh, the ability to truly relax from anything that, and everything that's going on, no matter what, no matter what's happening in your life. And if I'd pick one more, it would be the ability and the more time to learn and to study, which I use Shabbat a lot for being able to catch up on what I want to learn. And I look forward to that a lot. And I try to utilize this spare time I have in Shabbat as much as possible for that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much for joining. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you try and observe Shabbat. If you're Jewish or not, you know, there's benefits to us all for disconnecting, even if it's just not getting on social media sometimes. So thank you. And I'm sure we'll have another health-related and religious-related Jewish thing that has that can benefit us spiritually, mentally, and physically. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Solomon. It's my pleasure. And I also want to just throw out there for anybody who is a little bit inspired and interested in doing it, one of the things you can do is um, reach out to your local rabbi, um, your local Chabad house, Chabad center, and tell them, I've been studying about Shabbat. I heard about Shabbat. I want to experience, at least get a taste of Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And they'll, I'm sure, be more than happy to help you. Definitely. You can email me and I can get you in contact with Rabbi Schmuckler. Or any, wherever, whatever city you're in, there's a rabbi around your corner. jbayarea.org. That's how you can visit us. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're ready. I got some incredible guests coming in and some awesome episodes. If you like what you heard and like this kind of twist or idea that I had with, which is presenting the health benefits of something we do in our religious lives, please leave me a review or send me a message. Thanks.